Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently from Jen Duplessis. America's Mortgage Mastery Mentor with over 37 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Jen has been mentoring loan officers and realtors for over 15 years and speaking on stages across the globe. So settle in and get ready as Jen and her guests share their experience, passion, and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now, here's your host, Jen Duplessis. Mortgage Mastery Mentor and Head Chicken Charge of Kinetic Spark Consulting. Hey everyone and welcome back to this episode. Today you're just going to get me a solo podcast or monologue or what I call Jen's Jots, but I am so happy that you're taking time to uh, join me today and listen in on the podcast. Uh, you know, gosh, I cannot believe it's been six years. And it just continues to amaze me. And uh, I just, I have so much more stuff to talk about all the time um, that I just encourage you to please reach out to me at jen at jenduplessis.com and uh, let me know what kind of topics you want to hear about, what you, who you'd like to hear from. I can uh, reach out and, and bring these people onto the show as well. Um, and, uh, you know, just excited that you're, you're spending time with me today. I know, you know, in the past years, it was funny because people would say, you know, yeah, I listen to you when I work out and others, uh, I've got a couple of my coaching clients that say, yeah, we're, I listen to you when I'm driving to work, but now that's not happening anymore. So, um, I'm, I'm sure you're finding other ways and other times to be able to do it. I know for me, I, I, uh, do the miracle morning every morning. And while I'm in my savers, I'm listening to podcasts from my colleagues at one and a half speed. So I can get through two a day. Um, <laughs> it's just what you have to do these days. So, um, but today what I want to talk about is, um, and you won't believe when you hear this from me too, but I was reading a book and, uh, and I, I can't remember, I, I can't remember the name of the book. I think it's called Oh, I know what it's called. It's called uh, Procrastinate on Purpose. Procrastinate on Purpose. So you don't have to read the book. I read it for you. And, and this, this uh, particular solo, uh, solo podcast is uh, me taking my perspective of this particular book. Um, and I thought I'd, I'd share it with you because uh, when I, my husband saw the book sitting around in the house, he said, what do you mean procrastinate on purpose? I love this because it's probably one of the biggest problems that we have. We've been married for 37 years. It'll be, well, it's 37 and a half years. And um, it's the one thing that drives me crazy about him is that he procrastinates. And he saw the book and said, oh, that's cool. I can procrastinate on purpose. Um, and I said, well, yeah, as long as, as you do have purpose. That's what I got from, from this particular book is you have to have perfect purpose. So many times I have said that I don't believe in balance. 
So if you haven't seen those podcasts or haven't heard me on stage or heard me talking, um, that is the reason I don't believe in balance is because I always thought of it as standing on two boats next to each other and both boats are in the water and both boats are sort of moving, right? As you're standing on them and, and you're focusing on the right one and then the left one and the right one and the left one and the right one and the left one and oh, more on the right and more on the left and, and neither get your attention and you're exhausted from doing it. And this is why balance is such a problem in this world. And I hear it, it just, I mean, my teeth cringe when I'm on summits and webinars and speaking events and people say, I just want, you know, balance. And I even, even in my uh, private Facebook group, Mortgage Lending Mastery, uh, people will say, you know, this is my biggest challenge is trying to have life balance, you know, like personal or whatever they, I don't even know what they call it. Life work, balance, life work balance. Um, it's something that I believe you can never achieve. So if you want to continue trying to achieve it, you're going to be really spending, wasting a lot of your time, a lot of precious time. So I believe in going in 100% on one side and then going in 100% on the other. If you look at a scale and it's balanced, you're 50-50 on both sides. So, so there's the problem right there. You're 50-50 on both sides. You're a little in and a little in, but not 100% in. And if you want to move forward in anything that you're pursuing, whether it's weight, relationships, business, if you want to move forward, paying off debt, you have to go all in. And the good example of this is, and, and most of us know this who are listening to this podcast, is that um, if you make the minimum payment on a credit card, the minimum payment, it's going to take you 26 to 30 years to pay it off if you never charged another dime. And I'm talking about making the minimum payment. And it doesn't matter what your balance is because the lower the balance, the lower the minimum payment, right? 25 to 30 years. So basically a credit card making minimum payment is like having a 30-year mortgage and there's no equity growth. There's no tax deduction. There's no pride of ownership, nothing, nothing. So in order to pay off a credit card, you have to sacrifice in another area. Let's say not having a latte this week or today, if you're having them every day, you have to sacrifice in one area in order to succeed in another. And so what you do is you say, okay, I'm not going to have that latte every single day, or I'm not going to play golf, or I'm not going to, whatever you do, I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to sacrifice in this one area for a while so that I can dedicate all those funds and redirect all those funds into, into paying off the credit card quickly, quickly, quickly. And this is why um, balance doesn't work because it's just dabbling everywhere. And that's the, the key to paying things off. So this is, this is all about that balance. So, but in this book, he talks about the five permissions to multiply your time. And I thought this was really good um, because it's just, again, saying that not everything is equally important. You don't have to balance everything. Right now, maybe paying off debt is more important than something else right now. And then later that something else can become more important than another thing. So, um, you know, to get, uh, and so again, to just, to get the results in that one area, you have to forego another area for a while. 
And keep in mind that, you know, time goes at the exact same rate, regardless of what you're doing. But what's, what remains all the time is your choices regarding the imbalanced way that you're going to spend it. And this is a topic that I discuss constantly, which is mastering your priorities so you can master your life. It is the cornerstone of my practice is that when you can master your priorities and you can decide where will I be spending my time, you then can be in control of your life. But we don't master them most of the time. We don't master priorities or we have this misconception of what a true priority is. Just because someone calls you and needs your attention does not mean it's a priority for you. It's someone else's priority that they're dumping onto you. So think through that. I know it disrupts people, especially in sales, because we think we have to jump and how high and flip over for everybody. But if you track those things, and most of the time you're not even tracking, you know, most people don't track because they're too busy doing the flips. They don't track. But if you took the time to determine what that was actually getting you, you'd find that you're not getting the results that you thought you were getting. That you, that you were getting them. So managing your priorities, you know, to multiply your time. And this is something I say in my practice all the time is that I help loan officers or sales professionals and loan officers, real estate professionals, um, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, uh, remove the chaos, you know, those that are feeling overwhelmed and stressed and working these long hours, you know, chasing after their business and having their business control them. I help them multiply their results in record time and still have a commanding lifestyle. And how do I do that? Do that through helping them manage their priorities and getting them to understand that it's about the priorities. It's about client attraction, not client chasing, not referral partner chasing, but client attraction, attracting the clients, using your time wisely and in in prioritizing it so that it's attracting clients so that clients come to you, which saves you time and then you can prioritize them from there. So there's a lot of work that gets done with time management. And, um, you know, but I, I again, I, I don't believe in time management, just like I don't believe in balance. I don't believe you can manage time. I believe that you can make choices for prioritizing uh, and getting the best out of your results. So let me give you a couple of statistics um, how, on how people spend their time. Uh, most people spend nine years of their life watching TV. Nine years. Can you imagine what you can do in nine years? I can tell you that my son built a multi, 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 hundreds of hundreds of million dollar company in eight years. In eight years. So nine years watching TV. Two years of your life looking for stuff. In fact, there's a statistic out uh, for women that they spend 60 hours a year looking in their purse. Every time I go in my purse, I say to my husband, I'm going in, I'm going in 60 hours a year looking through their purse. But everyone generally spends two years of their lives looking for things, looking for stuff. Um, And the average person gets 116 emails a day. That's an hour a day spent um, on emails. And I'll bet we spend more than that in this particular industry. Um, And why is all this happening? Because they're just overwhelmed with work. There's external distractions. There's hobbies. 
all of these things are coming together. Everything that you do in your life consumes your time, good, bad, or indifferent. Time doesn't care. It just keeps ticking. So you have to become um, capable of prioritizing your time because um, it's, it's, you have to prioritize it properly. So that's, that's really the basics of it. Now in the book, the seven habits of um, successful people, there's a time management matrix. We've all seen it. Stephen Covey's time management, and I'm not going to go over it. That's something you can, can look at yourself, but, you know, working in those four quadrants, we've heard about, you know, urgent and not urgent and important and not important. And I think that's a very good um, analogy. Uh, and I do appreciate it. And I do look to it occasionally, but I have other strategies that I've been able to use because it's uh, very vague for me. Um, and so mine, mine comes from a, a whole different place that I unfortunately don't have time to talk about on the podcast today. <laughs> but so here's the delusion that we have on prioritizing. We're constantly um, pulling away from things that we know are important, but somehow don't demand our attention right now. So for example, maybe it's important for you to do a, um, a market analysis, right? A complete market analysis for um, a, uh, a comparison market analysis if you're a real estate agent or doing a loan analysis for a client, but the phone rang. And so we are constantly being pulled away from these distractions. The phone rang. And so now that becomes important, even if that phone call is from a friend that's going, hey, buddy, do you want to go golfing this weekend? So that, it, it, that choice like that is, is where it really begins. If this is truly important for you to do an analysis for a client and you promised them you were going to get it to them by a certain period of time, and then now you have excuses for why that didn't happen because all these distractions came in. Um, it's a matter of saying, if this is that important, then my phone has to be turned off. Phone has to be turned off while I do this activity. And then when I'm done with this activity, I can check my phone and see that my buddy called, text them and say, hey, I got your message. Sure, it sounds good, but there's no need to have a conversation. And if you want to have a conversation, you could, but it's priorities. And so what happens is we don't really have priorities. We just have whatever comes to us next and somehow you know whatever this this thing that comes in demand to us gets our attention because we're just we make these emotional decisions rather than rational choices when it comes to how we're going to spend our time there it's emotional for us it's bing ting our phones you know um oh god i'll tell you <laughs> so my phone is on silent all the time it never rings ever. I don't, I don't, it's always on silent. So if you were to call me, I'm probably going to miss your call uh, because I'm doing other things. Uh, the phone is just not important to me. Uh, I love my phone. Believe me, I just like every one of us, you know, I look down on it constantly and all that good stuff, but um, it's off because the distractions of the ting bing and having different phone number or phone rings from different people and, and vibrations and you know, all those things drives me crazy. And my husband's phone does that. And it actually stresses me out. It stresses me out for his business. And as you all know, he's in the mortgage business as well. But it's it's just constant bing, ding, 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 ding. And that's just inviting in distractions. 
I will get to my phone, I will look at my phone, but at a designated time, once I have completed all the things that I believe or deem to believe are priorities for moving the needle forward on my business on a daily basis. Um, so I think that that's, you know, really, really important. Um, so uh, what else did I want to say about this today? I'm trying to think, you know, I was, as I was reading through this book, um, well, let's just go through the five, the five permissions, right? The five permissions to procrastinate on purpose. We'll go ahead and start going through those uh, here. So one is uh, eliminate, right? The permission to ignore. Um, so saying no to TV, right? It's giving yourself the permission Remember, this is called procrastinate on purpose. So instead of watching TV and seeing that as a priority, put it, put it on DVD or whatever it is, PC. I don't even know what it's called. I just record, right? Just record the, record the show. Record the show and watch it later. You don't have to watch it while it's happening. You can watch it later. And it doesn't mean that when later comes, you get to binge watch everything. Set aside a time for it but give yourself permission to ignore um, you know, other things. Because when you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. If you're saying yes to TV, then you're saying no to getting that, that comparison done. If you're saying yes to TV, you're saying no to your family. If you're saying yes to TV, maybe you're saying no to working out. So anytime that you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else. And that's okay if the yes is a priority of yours, but do you even know if it's a priority? And, you know, I think it's important. There's no need to explain why. People say this all the time. It's like, you know, I, I say yes to my real estate agents or my, you know, my clients at late at night. Um, and I, I want to tell them that I have a recital with my kid. I just, oh, so I'll say yes to them and then put my kids on the side. And I just think that's crazy. There's just no need to explain. Just say, no, I have another appointment. That's all you have to say. Unfortunately, no, I'm busy at that time. So the most important immediate area you can prove on to multiplying your time, to getting your time back right now is to eliminate the TV, eliminate long emails, just make them short. Eliminate long text, just make them short. Eliminate long text by doing audio text. And here's a big one. Reviewing and checking already made decisions is such a waste of time. Now think about that. <laughs> As I was reading this book, it was funny because I was like, gosh, do I do that? Do I review and check already made decisions? And I realized, wow, I do. I touch paper quite a bit. And I remember I used to have years ago this um, philosophy of touching paper once. You know, I'd only touch it once, take action on it and move it away. Um, and I got to the point where I was carrying around everything <laughs> with me. That same piece of paper would be flipping and flopping in here and it's still in the pile. And I move it down in the back of the pile and up to the pile and make some notes on it and highlight it and redraw it, re actually rewrite a list because it got too messy. And I'm thinking, my goodness, I cannot believe that I am reviewing and checking 
already made decisions or I've not even made the decision because apparently it wasn't a priority, but I'm, I'm thinking it needs to be a priority and it's distracting me because I'm keeping it on a list when it, obviously it's not a priority or it would have been done. So are you with me on that? Are you getting this? The other is meetings, unnecessary meetings, right? That's, that's something too, unnecessary meetings. Now, that's a challenge, you know, as I talk to both loan officers and realtors here on this podcast is the real estate or loan officers tend to call realtors to ask for meetings and realtors think they're unnecessary. It's very rare that a real estate agent calls a loan officer uh, because I just believe that real estate agents don't understand how powerful loan officers can be for their business because they've had an experience in the past that has led them to believe that all that loan officers want is just referrals. And if you're a loan officer who that's all you want from a real estate agent, you're really missing the boat. And realtors, you're missing the boat too. You're missing the boat on the opportunity to expand your business. Um, but unnecessary meetings. And especially now that we're in COVID, everybody wants every meeting to be Zoom. We hate Zoom, and yet we ask for every meeting to be Zoom versus just pick up the phone. Let's just have a quick phone call. And I experienced that yesterday, ironically. I'm doing something. Um, I'm, I'm taking a one a year-long leadership class. And um, because I know leadership has changed. It, it's changed in the 21st century, and it's really changed over the last four or five years. And this year, the big buzzword in all industries across all of my coaching, um, the mortgage industry, the real estate industry, um, I'm seeing it with the speakers that I work with. Everybody's talking about leadership. And I thought, you know, let me take a leadership class this year. So all year long, I'm taking a leadership class. And I needed to interview somebody yesterday and when I called and I said, hey, could I just take 15, 20 minutes of your time to do a quick interview with you? She said, yeah, let's hop on a Zoom. And I said, no, no, I don't really need a Zoom. I just need to talk to you for 15, 20 minutes. So, so that takes extra time because I'm a woman. And so, oh my gosh, that means I have to make sure I look okay and all that crazy stuff. But I think it's extra time and it's not needed. Um, so think about the unnecessary meetings that, you know, is it truly important that you have a meeting about this or could it be resolved through a series of texts or your, a series of audios? Um, and then measure that. Is that too time consuming? And there's mishaps that happen in relation in the communication versus just having the meeting. Um, but, but really looking at, are they unnecessary? Um, soliciting unnecessary feedback, you know, make your decision and move forward. It's not necessary um, to get, you know, feedback from other people. And especially when it's unnecessary, unnecessary feedback, if you know where it needs to go, then just go with it. You don't need to ask everybody's opinion on everything. If you need counsel, that's one thing. So let me tell you about that real quick. Opinion is grandma telling you how you should, um, run your business because she was a homemaker and she knows how you should run your business. That's opinion. There's no expertise behind it. Counsel is a whole other thing. That's soliciting necessary feedback, getting counsel for someone from someone who's an expert and has been where you want to go is where you want to go. So for example, like me, you know, I've been 
I've been a top producer. I've done a billion dollars in funding. I've been in the industry for 35 years. I've been a lot of places where you want to go. And so getting counsel from someone like me um, as a mentor, as a coach is smart. Getting opinion from other people is not smart. And I would say that about myself too. So I'm not talking about uh, you know, most of the people that are that are listening or anything, I'm saying that that this is something I have to contend with too. Is do I want an opinion from my husband who doesn't know how to create funnels, in um, and landing pages, sales pages, and things like that, or do I want to go to someone who who creates those and get a better result because I'll get my result faster. Um, so the next thing is um, explaining things to others. Again, it just you don't need to explain things to others. Now, obviously, we're in the lending and real estate business, and we need to explain how things work. Well, I'm talking about there's no need to over-explain or justify things. Um, the next thing is over-volunteering. And I don't know that anyone's doing that right now, but... Um, the way that I read this, um, because I love to volunteer and work in charity, but the way that I had read this, um, the way I perceived it when it came in was uh, over-volunteering, meaning saying yes to everything, saying yes, yes, I can do this and that and the other. And then you look back and think, oh my gosh, no wonder I don't have any time because I just filled my calendar up so full that there's no time for the things that are important for my life. So when you're, when you're deciding whether to say yes or no to doing anything, is looking at your calendar and looking at the time frames around it, both the day before, the day after, the time, the time of the day. What are you doing before and after whatever it is you're being asked to do? And then look at the weeks before and after. Do you have enough time in the other areas to be able to accomplish what you want to accomplish? Okay, number two is automate. You know, um, give yourself uh permission to invest in anything that will help you automate, you know, time is money. Um, and time can be bought. And that's what's really good about it. Time can be bought and multiplied with money. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, I don't like doing certain things. And so I invest in someone else to do them because that gives me back more time where I can make more money. And so it's doing you know, activities that are um, above the pay grade of the person that I'm hiring. And it ends up multiplying what you make every single time. Uh, you know, it's not investing in a dull and repetitive practice that someone else could do for you. So hopefully that's resonating with you a little bit more. So excuses cost more. Excuses cost more. Lack of knowledge costs more. Uh, there is a fine line, I get that, that you know, if you uh, don't have the funds to hire someone for social media and you want to learn social media, of course, go ahead and learn it. But there will be a time where you can't dedicate it to that. And now um, social media uh, posting and interaction and engagement may end up being something that isn't as important as something else. And it can be delegated to someone else. So automation is to your time what compound interest is to your money.
it compounds. So when you can hand off something else to someone else, it allows you to manifest, create, implement, execute on and create the momentum in the area you want to create. And that compounds on itself all the time. So delegation number three. And I, and I kind of just moved into the delegation part of it. It's realizing that delegation, you know, is important, important. And I think it's also important um, to give yourself permission um, for imperfect delegation. And what I mean by that is that um, I realized this several years ago when, you know, my business started getting more and more busy and, you know, when you're first new and you have one or two, you know, families that you're helping, helping all year, you can covet them and hold them close and call them George and you can babysit the entire process. But when it starts getting bigger and bigger, you're not able to, to uh, execute on everything that you did before in the capacity that you did. So for example, you know, I've heard people say, and I said it myself, I had this chip on my shoulder, you know, they want me. They want me because I built this thing and I, you know, and I provide them this great service and I'm always available and all these, all these things that I say. But what I started realizing was that when my volume got higher, I was actually doing everything a little half-ass, right? I was starting to not do everything hundred percent. I thought I was, but I, but I wasn't doing everything hundred percent. I was so slowly uh, disseminating, you know, it was slowly diminishing down where, Maybe, you know, my, my phone conversation with a client wasn't exactly 100%. It was now 60%. And it required that I go back and ask more questions because I wasn't quite there the first time. It might require that I overlook things in, in loans. It might indicate that I missed a meeting because I overbooked myself or I didn't know or, or something. And so what ends up happening is where you are 100% when you have a small amount of volume that you're doing in a lot of different capacities, you're 100%. When your volume increases and you're struggling for time and you're looking for time and you can't find time and you need time and you need, in fact, someone in the Mortgage Lending Mastery Group said one of their struggles is more time, more getting more done with less time. It's not about getting more done with less time. It's about getting less done with the time you have. And um, so for me, I, I, whenever I hired someone, they weren't as good as I was right? They were like, well, I don't want to hire them because I might as well just do it myself. How many times have we all said that? Might as well just do it myself because they can't do it. Well, they're doing it at 80% when technically you've been doing it at 60% because of your volume. So we have to give credit where credit's due and, and assess and say, you know what? It's okay that they're not perfect like we used to be, but they're more perfect than we are by far, right? <laughs> So have them do the unimportant, the unimportant and not urgent tasks to sort of get them off of your plate. Okay, number four, permission to not complete a task, right? Decision that now is not the right time to do it. And this did happen to me. Remember I was telling you about the papers moving back and forth and I went through that list and I said, wait a minute. I'm going to give myself permission to not have to do this right now. I'm going to put it what I always call a parking lot. I'll put it on my parking lot and I'll revisit it later. And it's funny because for 2021, 
I was go I went through all of my content from 38 years of speaking and coaching and lending and teaching and coaching and lending uh, for years and years and personal growth and all of that. I had gone through all my content and I had a ream of paper, 500 plus pages of paper of content. And I was carrying it around my house. I put it in this pile and then I put it by this and I'll do it in the morning and I'll put it here and I'll do it there. And, and it was um, really stressing me out and I couldn't get through it. And I kept saying, I'm so far behind. I need to work on this. I need to work on this. And, and I realized that, you know what? I don't have to bite off all 500 plus pages. Let me just take a handful, you know, which ended up being nine, 10, 12 pages, just a handful. I put the, I put the whole ream into a cupboard, into a cabinet in my office and put the, the difference in my, in my hands and said, okay, let me just bite off small pieces. And that's, giving myself permission, you know, it's like procrastinating on purpose, not feeling like, oh my gosh, I have to get 500 and some pages done, but rather I just need to get eight or nine done today. And then I'll go pull another eight or nine and get them sorted. And thankfully um, you can see one of my stories on Facebook is I finally got it all done. Right. Um, and it was funny because it wasn't because I read this, this book, because I read this book some time ago, but um, it was just one of those things where I said, okay, uh, you know, what can I do? I, I teach people how to do this. So let me put myself in, in their shoes. Um, and that's why we all need coaches, right? I, even I need the coach and my coach even helped me, you know, I'm saying, I, I'm really having a hard time, not even just sorting it. It just, how do I want to categorize it? You know, and really getting help from, from my coach to be able to do that as well. So it pays off, you know, when, when waiting to do, you know, these, these other, um, these other activities and it creates patience, you know, it allows you to start creating patience in your life that everything isn't super, super, super important, that everything isn't last minute. And it also, um, interesting enough in the perspective of whether or not you're, you're, uh, considering, uh, buying a service or something, it reduces the, um, unexpected cost changes as well, because what happens a lot of times is if you make a decision too quick, and this is buyer's remorse, right? If you make a decision too quick, you kind of revisit the, your decisions you've already made, right? And then what happens is you start saying, oh, hey, I want to make some changes to it. And that starts costing more money. So it's better sometimes just to delay the decision and make the decision when the time is right and make it fast when the time is right, right? Um, and um, you know, a lot of my uncle used to say, you know, early is risky and last minute is right on time. Um, it reduces the costly changes. And I, I could never really understand it until I got into, you know, the business. And it's funny because there's a Lou Holtz. Um, I don't know if it's Lou Holtz now that I'm thinking about it. But, you know, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, don't bother. Right. And it's something that's used in, in sports and everything. And I like it in our business too. If you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, don't even bother coming. And it's kind of the same, the same process here is that when you uh, feel like you have to make decisions really quickly, procrastinate sometimes and make better decisions because you've had time to think through all the other options that might be there. So there is a fine line, you know, in, in working through that. Okay. Number five is concentrate, right? It's permission to protect, 
permission to protect, um, to, to say, okay, let me, let me concentrate on this and let me see how this is going to look in the long haul. Because if it's significant and it matters in the long run, then I want to take the necessary time to make the decision. Is what I'm doing right now the most important, significant use of my time? And this is something that I share with my clients all the time. Is what you're doing right now the most significant use of your time? If it's no, then push it aside for a later decision, put it in your parking lot or delegate it to someone else and make it a pri- and have it be a priority for them. Your highest obligation is to your highest self. That's the bottom line. Your highest priority is to making sure you take care of you personally, professionally, psychologically, mentally, with your family, spiritually, all of it. That's your number one priority. So when I say to prioritize your, your um, uh, master your priorities so you can master your life, it's recognizing what is the highest obligation for you at that moment. Is it reading emails? Is it picking up the phone? Is it watching, you know, um, doing, listening to all the bells and whistles, you know, because of Clubhouse or Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter or any of that? Is that the highest priority or the highest obligation that you have for yourself at that moment? And if it's not, give yourself permission to procrastinate it, procrastinate it on purpose so that you can get done what you need to get done to move the needle on whatever it is you're working on, your business, your personal life, your finances, your uh, physical well-being, whatever it is, give yourself permission to procrastinate returning phone calls because you'll get to them. You will just get to them when it's not um, someone else's priority necessarily. So you'll have to think through those and try to figure out, you know, what is necessary, what isn't necessary. And watch the Fast Track Fridays that I have in the Mortgage Lending Mastery private Facebook group. And if you're not a member, just apply. But, um, you know, watch that because there is a difference between being on demand and being in demand. And you have to make that decision every day, all day long whether you're going to be a, you know, a person who is on demand all the time at everybody else's priorities or whether you're going to be in demand and have your own priorities and then reach back out to people on a, at appropriate times and not losing business. I get all that, but reaching out to them at appropriate times um, when you can dedicate 100% of your time and attention to serving them rather than whimsically responding and then not remembering the conversation because something else was important to you, but you decided to take on someone else's priority. So anyway, um, that's my thought on that particular book. So read through the book if you want, um, but you don't have to. I just gave you all the cliff notes. I hope that you go in here and just kind of look at this a little bit and that this um, makes a change in your business. And, And as always, I appreciate you listening in. If this is your first time, welcome, welcome, welcome to the community. 
Um, and please write us a review. Take a, a minute here to just scroll down on your iPhone. If you're on your iPhone, scroll all the way down to the bottom and write a review. Um, write a quick review and give us a five-star rating. Um, always let us know um, what you're looking to see. If you know, oh, I'd I wish we she would talk about this. You can certainly put that in the review if that's what you want. Um, or you can, again, email us at support at kineticsparkconsulting.com and we will take on um, any suggestions or requests that, that you all have. And while I have you here, I just want to remind you that we have um, the Cracking the Top Producer Code Workshop, February 12th, 13th, and 14th of 2021. It's a free event. It's virtual. It's for two days from 11 to 6 p. 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Friday and Saturday. And, uh, you know, bring your team, bring your partners, your referral partners with you uh, so that you can learn some of the tips and uh, techniques and strategies and ahas, you know, for both mindset and the tactical piece of running your business in these soaring 20s during COVID uh, to ensure that the momentum that you're experiencing right now and reeling in continues for today and beyond. So I will catch you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. And thank you. Thank you so much for listening in. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community, where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets, fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about this exclusive content. Mortgage Lending Mastery is an industry syndicate charter podcast. Industry Syndicate is the first podcast network specifically for the mortgage and real estate industries. Get the Industry Syndicate app in the App Store or Google Play today.